fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You Podcast, the sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degen, whether you just want a little action, we're glad you're here hanging out with us, and we love having you here. It is Wednesday, April 5th, and we're here to catch up with all the dads. We're here to talk about what happens when the sports calendar turns to April and uh, what we're looking forward to here. So thanks for joining us. My name is Matthew James. Have the dads with us, a cavalcade of dads. Got Kmart here, got Chris Duke here, got Joe in Fresno here. Joe's loaded up on red wine. Fresno's treating you well, Joe? Yeah, Fresno's good, man. I've been all over the valley this week, but uh, yeah, Fresno wine. It's it's awesome to buy uh, some grape juice with uh, Fresno State Bulldog all over it. So shout out the Enology program at Fresno State. Chris, uh, you're well well familiar with the Enology program. Shout out uh, Nick in Napa. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. We miss those Thursday nights of tasting uh, all the, the vines. $5 for students. $10. I remember good times, man. <laughs> Quickly, in, uh, in college, when I spent a few months at Fresno State, uh, my roommates knew I was an English major and well-versed in, uh, in the written word. And I remember Nick in his analogy program had an essay and he's like, will you read my essay? Will you edit it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And it was about fucking soil and dirt. And it was one of the most boring things I've ever read in my life. I was like, the fuck you had to write a paper about dirt and soil and shit. And, uh, and Nick got an A on his paper. I'm, I'm proud to say. That's awesome. Hey, well, Hey dude, People sleep on Fresno State. The old, or it was the first accredited enology program in California. So suck it, everybody else. I believe there are only. I think you see Merced. Four? Yeah, I think Merced has one. But yeah, everybody's sleeping on the valley out here. Very underrated school, Fresno State, for many reasons. So. Anyway, we'll get to it. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, first of all, thank you. We appreciate it. If you miss a YouTube show, you can make sure you get it in podcast form. So make sure you are subscribed to the pod, get those new episodes when they drop. And if you are listening to this, make sure you know you can watch the video version of this on our YouTube channel. We will link the YouTube channel in the pod description. So make sure you get both. Helps us out, helps support the show, and we love all our followers dearly and we look forward to a, a good spring here in the spring sports season and as we get into spring sports we want to put a bow on college basketball and tidy up the NCAA tournament which wrapped up on monday night congrats to uconn congrats to the four idiots show that is kmart joey cheese chris and neil uh if you were to go back and listen to their bracketology show from before the tournament started the dads were all over UConn. Epic call. Uh, you guys absolutely nailed it. UConn dominates the tournament. They win every single game by double digits. They go 6-0, and ATS in the tournament. And uh, Kmart, I mean, <laughs> they, in the comments, they, they want you to have 
their baby. I just saw that. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> and uh, do you want to do you want to speak to the the four idiots show? I mean, you guys you guys absolutely nailed it. All the dads. Uh, Joey was just so hardcore on UConn, and he was right every single time. So, I mean, what what do you guys what you want to take your victory lap? Yeah, I mean, I mean, big shout out to Joey. You know, obviously, I mean, he he called that out in February, and I didn't really know who I was gonna pick. You know, I kind of wanted to keep watching. You know, watch the tournaments. You know, see how they're gonna handle. And I don't, I don't remember when, but early March, I was trying to find it on our site, and I couldn't. I started freaking out, like, "Oh my god, did I miss it?" And the bracketology show was great because we didn't we didn't talk beforehand we just kind of went straight in and all three of us were like yeah no we have UConn we just we didn't even talk about it. we just kept moving them forward <laughs> and it was just fun listening to Joey like even in our our chat champs moving on it was just I, I missed it already like I, I don't know what I'm gonna do in the next like five months before football starts I, I honestly have no idea but yeah no it was, it was great I don't, I don't think I've picked a winner since I think UConn won it all and 2011 or maybe I think Ohio state. I can't remember when they won. Maybe it was 2012 with uh, Greg Odin, but yeah, I've been in a drought. 2014 also. I don't know. Yeah. UConn. Chris, you want to take a victory lap on behalf of Joey and the, the four idiots show? No. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I know him and Trig were, they saw the value. It's always nice when you can get it, you know, a team at 26 to one at that price in February. I mean, it helped. And I, the reason why I liked it is because they had that little like like weird run in January where they were losing a lot of Big East games. So you love that because that builds the value back up. Again, we're lucky. We got a four seed. If they win that Big East and don't lose to Marquette, then they probably are like a two or three seed. So that worked out for us that we got um, a shittier seed. And then the teams like you know UCLA going down and Kansas going down. It all, I don't think it mattered because UConn was clearly, I mean, ready to take on anybody uh, in that tournament. And it was nice. It was fun. It was cool to actually keep betting on them. I had them against Miami. I had them against Gonzaga, against Arc. So not only did I have that future, I just pressed. It was just, I just yeah. fucking was just pressing. Yeah, I think it. we bet on them every single week. Like even against Miami, the only time I didn't was, you know, in the championship, I thought, Thought it, I thought I could win both, and then it was instant regret. But you know, it's it's fine. The the nice seventeen to one ticket can't complain. It's interesting that UConn is the champion because I'm thinking to things that we talked about earlier. So one on our show recapping the first weekend, I remember asking you, Kyle. I said, "Do we overrate conference play when we look at how some of these teams have performed in the tournament?" And UConn's a good example of a team that, like, didn't they have some bad Big East loss? Did they lose, like, fucking DePaul? And they kind of stumbled there in the middle. They had that lull. They were amazing out the gate. And then they, like, in Big East play, kind of tripped up a little bit. And that's why they ended up getting a four seed, like Chris said. And so it's a it's a good reminder, like, when teams go on little bad runs in January and February, they can play their way out of those come March. And UConn certainly did. And the other thing that I think about is before the tournament started, we did a podcast where we talked about, all right, what's the best version of this tournament? Is it the one where there's a ton of upsets and it's crazy and chaotic at the beginning? Or is it where the best teams advance and you get the storied programs at the end? And every, anybody who pays attention to the tournament knows this one was just 
uh, I mean, it was a complete mess, right? FAU in the Final Four, San Diego State in the National Championship game. No one seeds even get to the Sweet 16 or to the Elite Eight. No one or two seeds, right? So great for UConn betters, but was this a good tournament? I mean, Joe, Joe, as someone who like isn't super into college basketball, did this championship game? Yeah, do anything that's a good for question. You? Let's ask Joe because they asked the same question on Follow the Money, and they were giving it like a C. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, as a poop better, this is fucking A plus." I want to know what Joe thinks. Uh, well, I don't really like basketball in general, so. I was not interested. I could not give less of a fuck about the championship game. Didn't watch the Natty. Didn't watch one second of the Natty. I was watching hockey and baseball. Uh, but I think Will Compton had a great tweet that Matt sent me uh, the other day. Actually, yesterday morning. It said, March Madness has to be the only tournament that gets less interesting as the longer it goes. It's like a bachelor party. The energy is off the charts day one. But by the end of the weekend, you're ready to get it over with. And I completely agree. Because I honestly, like, yeah, I... I tailed Joey, I tailed Kelly, I tailed Chris on a bunch of bets, but I didn't watch shit. I it was uninteresting for the most part. Like week one or first weekend, all about it. But yeah, this past week or so, couldn't give a fuck. So what happens? And I guess does that does that really matter? I mean, because I think I think Joe probably is a little bit more representative of of most people who i mean following college basketball every single day it it was impossible for me this season and i don't think most people can do that diehards definitely can and probably love the tournament and love all the storylines but i mean do you do you guys kind of see where joe's coming from is in that the tournament peaks that first weekend and then it loses momentum as it goes but but i'll be honest uh matt i i for me the casual fan I know it's not good for us betting it, right? But, um, like, having no Blue Bloods in there was kind of uninteresting to me. If there would have been a Duke or whatever the fuck, you know, big swinging dick teams going on, I probably would have tuned in a little bit. But an, a fucking final of SDSU and and UConn has n- no juice on my end. I was just like, I could not give a fuck less. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think it was, was the lowest. It was the lowest rated final, right? Ever? Did I read that? Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all because there ain't nothing I'm tuning in for there. I yeah. could not care less. I mean, I honest, honestly, I was telling the guys in our chat if it was FAU Miami, I wasn't going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I would have. I wouldn't have given a shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's different for for us because we had UConn, and it was San Diego State's a cool story, just like being so close. Blah blah blah. But it, it's similar to what you asked me. Do we want upsets? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with you know a couple in round one. But it was it was crazy because I think I in my bracket I had 13 out of 16 in the Sweet 16, and then I think I had two in the in the Elite Eight. Like it just it just died, and then it was just UConn. So yeah, it's I, I agree. I, I do kind of agree with Joe. I mean, Scotty's you know best turning in a decade. Like there were moments that were great, but like there's usually so many shining moments and it was really just San Diego state hitting the buzzer beater to beat FAU. That was the only buzzer beater, you know, FAU yeah. or, or Furman, you know, had a couple seconds left on the still. That was chaotic, you know, in the first round. I mean, Purdue losing to Farley Dickinson. I mean, that's crazy, ah. but 
you don't really want to see that. Like I would have liked to have seen Purdue play and get upset by, I don't know, an eight seed. Following that's that. the thing. Yeah, I, that, that's so funny. We should do a poll maybe, Matt. Like, get like, hey, everybody, give us your rating because I was just going to say I love seeing Purdue go down. I love seeing Princeton fuck up Arizona and keep going. And I hated that. <laughs> I, I'm like, hell yeah, 15 seed, go. Like, make a run. Like, I love to see it. So, because it's like, it's just such a story. It's called March fucking madness. And if there's not madness, it's like, it just becomes like, NBA playoffs where it's like the better team should win. So I love seeing the guys that put in all the work. They're seniors. Maybe this is their last time they'll ever play. They come together as like a double digit dog and knock off a fucking big team. Like Joe said, maybe a Kansas or a Duke or zone. You know, I don't know. I think it's cool, but I, I bet poop. So. <laughs> I bet poop. Right. So. Like, like I said, Chris, in that instance, yeah, it's great to bet on but as far as like a fucking thing i'm gonna sit down or like arrange my night of tv watching over there was no fucking chance that was making it on the tv i mean one of the kmart yeah go ahead one of the best games was michigan state kansas state like over time i mean that game was just back and forth in the last 10 well yeah that one that one had some juice because I was in Vegas and I was sitting in the sports. Yeah, say you were what? That, that was, was a like sixteen, elite eight, whatever. Yeah, I was in Vegas yeah. for all those at a sports book, but I mean, fuck, if I was at home with the wife, I ain't going. Hey, let's put this shit on. There's no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> There's I, no way. I think Kmart made a great point. I mean, one of the best moments of the tournament was the San Diego State buzzer beater against FAU, right? The only problem with that is the teams are San Diego State and FAU, and there's got to be final juice to the matchup. Right, (laughs) exactly. So, anyway, it's all over. I mean, great for UConn. It was five championships in 24 years. Wait, let's talk about what's the NFL comparison. Remember that question I asked? That was a great question. We were debating – I I, because obviously I don't know shit about college basketball. I was like, what? If you were going to compare this championship game to a Super Bowl, what would the two teams be? And Chris said, "What? What did you say, Chris? Vikings, Texans?" Yeah, well, I said <laughs> Packers, Texans. I was trying to think of one who had won a little bit, like, and I think Matt obviously like, the Steelers was a little better because they actually have some, you know, Super Bowls in the last, you know, twenty years, like UConn does. So I thought he, like, he was right with the Steelers and the Vikings because the Vikings are kind of like SDSU, like they're always decent they just can't get over the hump so that's a pretty good one so we're going with Steelers Vikings Super Bowl that's the uh, comparison I think that's a good one that's a good one I mean what's another NFC team that's the Cardinals the card yeah the cards out of nowhere yeah but the cards are historically known as just being losers I mean they they've had their moments but I'm just I'm just thinking recently like, you know, because they, yeah. they're in the ones. I mean, they probably should have beat the Steelers. <laughs> I like what, the, what, the, what, the I like the Steelers. Uh, I guess they're in the same. Well, never mind. I would say Steelers. I would say Lions, yeah. but like Matt but, said, yeah. Lions are historically dog shit. But in SCSU, I mean, not all our listeners live on the West Coast and know West Coast basketball. They've been better than Deese for a long time now. I mean, that's a really good program. Joe, are they going to make it to the Pac-12? Mm-hmm. Um, probably not because they suck at every other sport other than basketball. 
I don't know. Their foot, they, their football program, they, they they football, right? Like, dude, they have about nineteen fans in San Diego to go to those football games, so they're not going to the Pac-12. And Carson, I, don't know. I think, I think, add the obviously the two LA schools are leaving, and add San Diego and Fresno. Boom. It should be Fresno and Boise, but I don't think I think Boise has other plans. We shall see. All right, college basketball over till next time. Uh, but Thank fun God. tournament for for definitely for our dads that have the action on UConn. Fun tournament for us. So, but check out the Four Idiots show, everybody. I mean, they, those guys do a great job. I, like I said, I was a little bit more checked out of college basketball this season than many other seasons, and, and you guys picked it up and ran with it. And, did an incredible job all through the tournament. So hopefully we got some followers and some fans from that and, and uh, look forward to next time. Baseball. Joe, what's going on with baseball so far? Dude, it's, um, I'm going to say it is a much more watchable product. I mean, look, dude, fucking Sandy threw a complete game shut piece yesterday. The game was under two hours long. That's fucking, that's crazy. On Monday, 15 games, 14 overs. So I don't know if anybody fancies an over. But, uh, yeah, and then they're split a little bit yesterday. I haven't really checked today. I released my first shit report today. Went 3-3 three and three plus 0.1 units. If you want the shit report, you got to get in a group chat. It's very exclusive. So, But, yeah, baseball's been awesome, man. It's um, There's a lot of aces that have been struggling. A lot of closers have been struggling a little bit with the time. Uh, lots of stolen bases. Dude, it's just a better product on TV, and I think this is going to be a resurgent season for baseball. I think it's going to – when people come back to it – like my wife checked it out the other day, and she was like, wow, this is a lot better because an inning is not fucking 20 minutes long. It's, you know, five, ten minutes long. It's great. I think it's awesome, good for baseball, and good for uh, everything in general. Do you notice, Joe, when you're watching on TV, and I'm looking forward to watching a game. Uh, I'm going to be in San Diego late next week. We're going to go to a Padres game, and then the following week we're going to be at an Angels game. So I'll see a couple games here in the next couple weeks. Oh, thanks, you notice, The invite, appreciate do that. You, do you well, notice? I don't want to go to an Angels game or anything. <laughs> do you notice the absence of the shift when you're watching on TV? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, there, there's a ton of just – Base hits right up the middle. That would have been a fucking out every other year over the past, you know, five or so years. That that just go right through. I mean, if the pitcher doesn't slow it down, right up the middle, base hit. Whereas before, that was an out every fucking time because they'd have the shortstop standing right behind second base. It's yeah, dude. It's been great. It's been I. These rule changes have been nothing but a good thing for baseball, and I think it'll bring in a lot a younger audience, a better audience too. I think it's it's good. gonna have to drink our beers faster if the games are gonna be two hours yeah that's a big issue that is a major issue fuck we get in there well fucking dodger fans won't even get a drink because they don't even get to the games on the fucking (laughs) inning anyway so they'll walk in grab a beer by the time they get to their seat it's the seventh inning they can't get a second one so typical though (laughs) so chris so joe mentioned overs right i mean there's more there's more hits there's more steals you still have the extra inning bullshit yeah can you even bet unders, Chris? Because you love unders. Can you even get there? I, I was going to text the guys today. I mean, you got the A's and the Guardians. They had no runs through five. You're like, I'm fucking 
Golden. No. No. Two, two, four, two goes to extra <laughs> six, four final. Eight's dead. And uh, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Even the even the Angels Mariners, I think that one was low. You're looking, oh, seven, and it's looking under. They they score two each in the top of the seventh. It lands on seven. So, you know, kiss your sister with the push. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna Matt, you and I text each other like when all those games in the um, March Madness and NBA were like, you have to like <laughs> you have to like be a Viking walking to your death, you know, and knowing you might not come out of there. Betting unders on these these new all these games they're making it more you know easier for the offense to score. So, dude, I mean that's the whole point of all these rules is to get more action. So, I mean, I I'm kind of trying to avoid uh, overs or sorry unders for a full game, but I would do it first five. I haven't done it yet. I'm just picking and choosing my spots. Like yeah. Fade Corbin today was the easiest bet of all time. Fucking okay. gave up six earned, and it's uh, a good point. <laughs> And then also, like, um, not forgetting, like, the Mets got shut pieced back-to-back games, and then I bet their team total today, and they scored six. So they may have they've lost the game, but, hey, fuck it, we won the bet. Um, there's just a lot of spots you can find like that with baseball that that uh, you got to be willing to uh, – what's the phrase, Chris? Uh, shot of whiskey and a revolver. Oh, yeah, whiskey and a revolver, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just got to, like, let these things settle in maybe. I know Matt and I, we're going to, you know, announce some fun things we're going to do with baseball, but let it settle in because, you know, maybe these things get inflated. You know, you, instead of nines and nine and a halfs, you might get tens and, and you can get some value. But, I mean, Boston was looking like a super over team, and they've had back-to-back 4-1. So you're thinking, oh, my God, they're scoring 10, 12, 13 every game. Now against the Pirates, they just went 4-1, 4-1 way under the nine and a half. So it's like, you know, what are you, what are you going to get? Wow, man. Favorites rape today. So, I mean, we got to look at the doggies tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow's a dog day, Chris. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Joe, do you think, I mean, at what point do the books start to adjust the totals, right? If they're going to keep flying like that? Well, I don't know overall if they're flying. I think they're split 50-50 today. I know Monday was crazy. It's 14-1, but um, – Maybe they've already adjusted. It's it's just yeah, it's hard, man. I'm just I, for me, I, I'm more geared towards team totals, kind of just eliminate more variables than I need to deal with. So, um, but yeah, unless it's a over full, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I wish I had a better answer for you, but I don't know what the books are going to do with those numbers. We can look at the spread. We can look at the uh, differentials and, and see where they're being bet because I'm sure most people are know this and are betting overs. For sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what they do with that. As the season settles in, obviously still really, really early. Kmar, any uh, any Dodgers run line? How the doy is looking so far? So my only handicap on, on baseball is every time Urias pitches, Dodgers money line and run line. So far 2-0. and Contract year, he ain't coming back. So I think he's going to go Cy Young or nothing if he stays healthy. So that's literally the only thing I'm betting myself this season when he starts i'm i'm throwing it down otherwise i'm just being a degen following ariel's k props when they're out haven't seen any since monday though so kind of losing that i just don't know what to do right now luckily the nerfy guy is is two and one this week so 
winning a little bit more, you know, it feels good and just following trig here and there, but baseball, I don't follow it. Like I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to just not staring at lines in my computer constantly. Like I'm going to have so much time free up, but you know, still excited to go to games with you, have a few beers and see what happens with that night. Yeah, just go to games that uh, fucking end up being a no-hitter that Matt said he was too tired to go to. That's going to be so fun. I, I would have gone if I was invited. <laughs> God. Hey, tomorrow, Christopher. Chris Sale, Boston and Detroit. Chris Sale versus Turnbull. Turnbull cock. Spencer? Plus yeah, plus 130. Home dog billionaire saw, to be on that. Ooh. I saw some people saying Sale's dead. D-E-D. Sale is dead. Should sale, should sale be minus one fifty five to anybody? No. Minus one sixty two first five. Holy shit! Is anybody uh, is anybody just completely terrible at the gates? I haven't really looked at the standings yet. Anybody uh, over? Burns, who's, Chris. Who's scum, Chris? Corbin Burns has been. Regressing to fuck this year. Philly has been rat piss. They're, like one in, they're one in five, I think. <laughs> yeah, one in five. Washington sucks. Well, we knew that was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Houston's been kind of dog shit, but they'll, you know, they'll figure it out. The Rays are yeah. six to oh. Wow. Yeah, the Rays are coming out hot. They've been benefit of, uh, Playing the Nationals the last. How week. how long will the Angels stay above five hundred? Talk about whiskey and a revolver. Thanks, Nationals, for being up two or three. We're catching a run and a half, and you give up fucking Finnegan. five in the top of the ninth. Uh, dude, that was terrible. Man, I was thinking we had that win. I was just like, motherfucker. Thanks. What was his name? What's his name? Matt? Finnegan. Thanks, Finnegan. Finnegan. <laughs> Poor old Michael Finnegan. Begin again. You guys know that song. <laughs> Sometimes Man, when some you bet on the Nationals team, huh? <laughs> oh my God, Corbin uh, opening day! I just, unbelievable. I just, dude, I just love baseball. I'm so happy it's back. <laughs> All right, baseball's back very early, but we're going to definitely talk a lot of baseball over our uh, our summer, spring, and summer season here. So, one last thing we want to get to on today's show is uh, today's Wednesday, April 5th. By the time people listen to this, some Masters. May have started. We want to talk a little Augusta. We wanna, I mean, it is it is absolute best um, for me personally. This is Masters weekend. Guess where I'm going to be Monday? Actually, all next week. Where? Not at work. Oh. So Masters weekend into spring break. That is the dream. Ooh, yeah, we better oh, get man. our round in then, boy. You should get that round that is, in. That is and, God, dude, Matthew James, you're going to be fucking – Dude, I think they're going to play 36 on Sunday because of the rain. Yeah. It might so, be a Monday finish. Ma- Matthew James might be a slightly intoxicated Sunday night. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, all right. Um the weather is obviously something a lot of people have been talking about. I've heard a lot of talk on previews live at the masters going on in the background here. People have talked about um, possibly wet conditions, muddy conditions, uh, guys with carry are going to be better because you're going to get less roll. Uh, what else have I heard? A lot about the weather 
and and it might be like a grinder this week, somebody that is just going to hack it around in some less than ideal weather. Joe, you put out some of your picks today. You want to go through some of those and run through kind of what you have envisioned for how this tournament might play out? Yeah, um, uh, my outright winners, Hey Now, Fee Now, plus 2,200. Uh, I just think he's finally figured it out this past season, won a few, on, won a few tournaments, uh, and then he's been good at the Masters for – he's only got three top tens. He's fucking solid there. He knows how to get around that track. I think Fee Now is a good, good value there. Um, I did top live golfer, which was kind of a cool bet our book had, uh, Cam Smith plus 450. Um, I mean, really, he's only going to go up – realistically DJ and, and Brooks are the only two that are going to be major competition for him. Um, and then Homa versus Cam Young, just fading Cam Young a little bit. And then lastly, I'm doing Brooks over uh, Burns because Burns has been dog shit, but he figured it out in the last couple tournaments. And I think Brooks is, is in good form right now. And I love the narrative that everybody's like, fuck the live golfers, fuck the 18 guys that are playing the masters, all these like fucking golf purists are like oh fuck live blah 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 i just want to fade that narrative because i know that's baked into the line and take some live golf matchups head to head i mean I, i'll want to fire a bunch of head-to-head matchups after the first day but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna look at the live golfers if they come out and, and start firing to ride some of them because people love to fade them i couldn't disagree more I think I, I love I love that Brooks won this weekend and everyone's oh Brooksy's playing well again because he won he beat Phil Mickelson and Louis Oosthuizen and a bunch of guys no one's ever heard of in a live tournament at a Muni in Orlando. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I I Dude. love the the narrative that Bro- I'm probably gonna bet Brooks to miss the cut. I think I'm not talking like for. So, I mean, Brooks specifically, yeah, you could fade that narrative for sure. But I'm just saying the overall live golfers in general, everybody wants to fade every single one of them. And I yes, feel like that, I do. there's going – I think there's going to be value, dude, because that's the, that's the narrative. Like these guys only play three know, pounds. Man. They fucking haven't played real competition. But Well, they haven't. Their tournaments are a joke. That's true. But like these guys are fucking can they, still – Can they still hit the ball? He's still a top five player in the world. Cam Smith was number one before he left the fucking tour. Brooks Cam Smith is, yeah, Cam Smith is the one I, I wouldn't, but I think some of these other other clowns like Bryson, I'm betting Bryson to miss the cut. It's would, terrible odds. Well, Bryson, well, yeah, Bryson feels a Bryson's joke. never, yeah, Bryson's never finished in the top twenty five at the Masters. He struggles there all the time. He sucks at Augusta. So, so I. That, I I'm with the narrative that the live guys, I mean, it, it is human nature. When you take, when you take the bag, when you choose money over competition, it is human nature to you've lost something. And, and these guys are playing Mickey mouse tournaments at, at God knows where or Orlando Muni golf club. Like, are you kidding me? That's live golf. So I, I personally think, that the live guys are, are, I mean, Sergio to miss the cut. Some of these clowns I, I think is a, is a good bet in my opinion. I'm all aboard. The live isn't real golf narrative for the most part. Dennis is riding all the live. <laughs> well, good. That means it's going to win. Cause Dennis is a fucking winning better now. So he's got Phil <laughs> in case you forgot and Sergio to win outright. I'm, I'm 25 to win six G's. He's going to put me in a hole. <laughs> 
Chris oh, yeah. and, and Kmart. What, I, I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts on the the live guys now just turning it on, showing up at Augusta and being able to I mean, show I'm respect. Probably in the middle of you guys. Like I agree with both your points, but I mean, it doesn't mean that every single live player is going to just take a massive shit. I think some of them will, which will match the narrative, but some, you know, before last week I did, I was kind of thinking, Hmm, maybe I'll sprinkle on Brooks, you know, exactly what you said, you know, he's playing well, but it's like, eh, he just, I can't do that. I do like Cameron young. I like Justin Thomas. He's not putting well, but for me, I'm like, good, good. He's due. Um, I do like the female pick like that. That's kind of had me scratching my head all day. I didn't have him in there, but um, I don't know. I got a list of like five, six. I mean, I was what four of them that I'm just kind of looking at. I think, you know, two live golfers, but I don't know. Like if it's going to be raining all weekend, I mean, you're, you're still going to want a guy who can, you know, hit it long and stick some shots and make putts. So that's kind of what I'm looking, looking at doing. And personally, I love playing in the rain. I, I I'd rather play in the rain, fucking downpour, when no wind. I don't mind the rain. I fucking hate the wind. So. Well, you're not a professional golfer playing at fucking Augusta from 7,500 yards. So. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying, like, I don't think rain's that big of a deal unless it comes with 20 mile per hour wind. Then who the fuck wants to be in that mess? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, I think those there's gonna be value to at least ride a little bit of a live not the dog shit live golfers, but the ones that actually can still play. There that that's gonna be baked into the line because every person, especially the old fucks that are betting on this, that are gonna be like, fuck live, blah blah blah. Rory has a huge cock. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Let's fucking no. not fade every live golfer. It's like, okay, cool, you can do that, but when you're laying fucking minus 250 on a fucking matchup that should be in reality minus 150 i think that that's that's where the value is coming in that that was my whole point of that rant now i i will say this i i think live is a circus and just a clown show and it, it's stupid I, i'm very anti live i will say this if it's rory versus cam smith on sunday if it's a PGA guy versus a live guy on the back nine on Sunday, that is going to be compelling as fuck. Yeah, That's going to be, that is going to be incredible. If that happens, if it's, if Brooks is in the mix and you've got like live guys that can actually win, that's the best possible outcome yeah. for rate it for any of them. that would be the best story by far. I think that would they're, be right. Are they saying that they're going to have like a group of guys like, like they're yeah. like storm or some bullshit. I heard what did what did Middlecoff say, Joe? He's like, if you th- if Brooks missed the cut, if you think he's gonna wait around all weekend to go huddle up on the 18th, no way. All the live guys, you are out of your mind. Yeah, no. Yeah, There's I would no love way. nothing more than to have like the top five on Sunday be like, I mean, other than Tiger, fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like Cam Smith, Rory, Scotty, D- Brooks, DJ, DJ, fucking yeah. Throats, uh, fucking uh, X Man, fucking everybody, dude. That'd be sick. Um, but yeah, it, it, dude, I can't wait. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just hoping Finau can pull his uh, Mormon penis out and uh, <laughs> wear his beads and win a fucking Masters. That'd be sick. I like it. Chris, uh, Tiger, make the cut, miss the cut. You remember that from last year? Lean, yeah. I don't know. Do we fade him uh, this year or what? I know that. 
a couple sharps, so there's a little value. And dude, I saw there. you can bet Tiger versus Phil. What's that line, Chris? Oh. Phil's a joke. Yeah, Phil Matthew, might get what's last. that line, Matthew? What's I know what it is. So what's you know that what line? What I mean, the whole round or to or a uh, tournament? Or, tournament. Tiger one seventy five. Chris. Tiger. 165. Kmart? I don't know. Probably to, this is to miss the cut, right? No, Tiger versus Phil, straight up. Tournament. Oh, for Phil, my bad. Um, shit. Phil looks like know. a corpse. What's 125? Like, I don't know. I'd take Tiger all day. It's Tiger like, minus 140, which I thought was kind of, a, I think that's just one of those little dangly lines man it's a little scary a little low which is interesting what i was talking about was fucking the fucking there's gonna be value on live guys even though phil sucks and looks like he's dead (laughs) we'll see that's the the whole bait bait versus poop thing right yeah Um, yeah yeah, i was gonna say cam smith might have a little value like joe said i mean okay he fired up He, he was one of the best in the British, he leaves. He's he won like, the last fucking major. Right. He won the <laughs> we we he know won. that he's one of the best short game guys, chipping and putting. I mean, look at all those putts he made in, in, in you know, at St. Andrews. And we're getting him. I just put him in at 22 to 1. I'm like, fuck it. He, got, he has a top two here, top five here, the top three maybe. He's always in the mix. He blew it against Scotty. Um, but, dude. I, I I'm gonna take I like Cam Smith. I'm gonna lean more towards matchups and uh, fade spots. Like if some guy comes up, some no name fuck fires a 64 on Thursday, and he's going against like a, a guy that's and he's like again a dangly line like minus 125 against someone who had like a 73 on on Thursday. I'll for sure be sniffing some of those lines out. But Cam Smith, I think is a decent little shot. I mean, you're gonna give me it's kind of like UConn. You're gonna give me someone over 20 to one who's we know can go out and play this course. He seems like he loves this course and wants to get one eventually. So I took a shot at it. Yeah. And how long is he going to be able to play this fucking tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll cement forever if he can win it. Right. Yeah. If he wins it, then he's good. <laughs> the only, the only one I have is from, this is from the end of January. I have Homa at sixty-five to one. Man, I was thinking. I like it. He's thirty. Yeah, I just he's... looked at thirty to one. See, like I said, yeah. Matt Cam Smith. The downside is Homa has been. We know Homa's legit. He's out there winning fucking tournaments and shit. Cam Smith. Everyone's like, who? Like, what is he? What is he ready for this? He's over. Like you said, on um, playing munis and shit. <laughs> like, is he ready? No, he's Homa's legit. Ready. He's the one dude. I mean, Cam Smith was the fucking. The fifty-four hole leader, dude. Yeah, he's he's ready. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just a different level of competition. But that shit's there. It's not like he has isn't fucking. It's not like he forgot how to play. We were uh, we were breaking down in our group chat last <laughs> night the champions dinner photo. Uh, we were reminiscing about the just godlike photo of Hogan and Arnie with their darts just standing there. I mean, that is that might be the coolest pit, other than, uh, than maybe Jordan sailing through the air. That might be of Hogan and Arnie. That might be the coolest picture, just in terms of pure looking cool. That's that's a 
Oh, dude. these guys are gods. It looks like they, they have their like art. three woods or drivers just waiting, like, yeah. maybe waiting for the fairway to clear. Like, hey, yeah. you want to just fire one real quick? Unbelievable. There's, prob- there's probably like a million of those of John Daly doing the same shit or teeing off with a, a dart in. <laughs> with a which, dart in. Which those guys and were not. And talk about someone who has, I mean, we should get Matt a fucking trophy for that one, for that CLV. That's crazy that you got. 60 something to one. That's pretty now, good. Almost firing down. To, it's great value. Well, talking about darts too. Remember last year when we were talking to Masters? I was Brooks always puts a fat dip in when he plays and he's fucking spitting all over the fairways. I'm like, dude, that's so fucking badass. You know he's gonna I do think, that. I think when DJ got to the practice, he took it and I saw him like kicking, like kicking it away like this. <laughs> it would like disintegrate because it like clumps together. <laughs> I love that shit. That's fucking badass. It's yeah, God, it's still I can't wait to wake up tomorrow, get to work, take a peek at the scoreboard, see who's like three under out the gate real quick. And, and it, it's on. It, it's so good. And I think Chris makes a great point that the tournament, the after each round, uh, the next round matchups at a course like Augusta are are really, really good to look at. So we'll see if we can fire a few of those out there for the followers. Speaking of followers, we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. Uh Dave just showed up, Chris. He's uh Looking for a hammer poop. What's hammer poop on? Anything? Hammer live, hammer poop, Cam Smith, hair piece. We should have wore our hair pieces. Fuck, I should go find it. Go find it. Dig it out of the dig it out of the trash or I put mine on when Cam Smith shit. won the open, remember? Yeah, you need you need the uh, the blonde one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're gonna get out of here. Joe, we're gonna have Chuck on soon. Yeah. Shout out Possibly Chuck next Goldberg. Week. I got a fucking. So we're gonna, I'll DM him right now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get Chuck on. We're gonna talk about all these all these fucking handicap. Everybody's a handicapper now, so we're gonna talk about that with Chuck. That's gonna be great. Stay tuned to the Fade You Pod. Uh, subscribe to the pod. Make sure you like the video on YouTube. Subscribe to that as well. We appreciate you guys so much. Chris, remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop. Your pitcher might give up uh, six earned every time he goes out. <laughs> Corbin. This is Fade You.